Hello, internet. This is you and Spence, and yes, the insight calling. We've got Mika, we've got Kelly, and now we've got Mr. Snoop. Coming up, a very popular museum, the power of a hidden fountain, and Estonia gets behind Johnny Cash, we think. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome to another seven days in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest, all wrapped up into a single podcast. I'm Ewan Spence, myself and the team from ESC Insight are going to lead you through the last week as we run up to the song contest. Lots of selections, songs going through various heats in their individual countries, all looking to get to the semi-finals on the 10th and the 12th of May, and then qualify from them through to the grand final on Saturday the 14th of May, when we get to Turin for this year's song contest. Lots of results to go through. There's there's lots of wind out there as well. So just, you know, hunker down and we'll find out what we've been listening to and what we'll continue to listen over the rest of this season. Okay, we've actually got a fair bit of stuff from the uh, organisings of the contest themselves. Uh, just a quick reminder, of course, tickets are not yet on sale. Don't go buying them. They're not going to be official when they are. Eurovision.tv. Try and get refundable combination when you can, because if you're booking this early, you still don't know how things are going to pan out. And there could be more availability news and details and hotels, transport tickets, all of that as we get closer to the contest. Uh, right then, uh, good news. Uh, we now know what the stage looks like. We have pictures of the sun within. It looks like this. There you go. Uh, and you'll see there from the picture the sort of concentric semicircles that uh, can form a solid wall or they can spin around like the colours in a rainbow. Uh, it's a bit 1979. Uh, if you know your Eurovision staging history, it's built on a heart-shaped platform that points towards the audience. There's a water fountain feature around the edge. There's a lush garden, which presumably will be the green room, because how can you avoid that pun? And there's some subtle staircasing in the wings for that bit of San Remo walking down the heels danger. Absolutely love it. We've just seen the pictures at the moment. Well, it's quite a kinetic stage, so we'll look forward to seeing a little bit more of that as as it gets built, I suppose. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Turin's mayor has announced an investment of 1.5 million euros by the Italian government as a contribution to the hosting and promotional costs around Eurovision. No doubt after the contest we'll see the budget numbers, typically 22 to 27 million euros, or at least that was how much it was in the before times. Uh, and that value tends to be returned to like the host city and the country through tourism, marketing, more visibility, you know, lots more people coming uh, to the country and so on as well. Uh, also, uh, in terms of organising the big grand red carpet event of the song contest, the official opening ceremony, which tends to be the Sunday before the semi-finals, it's a big gala event of dress-up music and coordinating the arrival of every delegation to one place. And that one place this year is the Palace of Venaria, the former royal residence, which is now the sixth most visited museum in Italy, at least in 2019, the last time the figures made any sort of sense. Uh, what else? If we just look, take a step back very slightly, we'll see that the American Song Contest had a 
bit of a showbiz touch in the last weeks by picking up one of the biggest advertising spots of the year during the Super Bowl. NBC announced their two hosts for the American Song Contest, Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson. That explains Kelly Clarkson's cover of Arcade that appeared on our chat show that we mentioned about two weeks ago. Uh, And if anybody has uh, copies of Mr. Dogg singing Hattrick Monsegra, do let us know in the comments back at our website, ESCinsight.com. Also, and that's light step back, but looking ahead, Junior Eurovision 2022, which of course is going to be hosted by Armenia, and we presume it's going to be in Yerevan as well. No official confirmation on that or the date. We're still expecting mid-December, but uh, preparations are now underway there. It's a touch earlier in the season, but I think that reflects both the larger scope of Junior Eurovision and also that it's a 20th anniversary edition as well. Okay, classified results. This is where the bulk of the news is going to be this week, by the way. Okay, so let's see. Uh, We'll go for the individual uh, sort of intermediate results in a second. We'll have the competitive results momentarily. But first, we have one internal announcement of an artist. It comes from Azerbaijan. Nadir Rustemli has been announced as the representative for Azerbaijan. He's the current winner of The Voice there. Uh, The song... Not out yet. It's going to be released at a later date. It looks like it's going to be mid-March, which is basically right up close to the deadline, so as late as possible there. On to the competitive results. We have one, two, three, four uh, winners that all pick up the tickets to go to Turin. Mostly. Uh, We'll get to that. But right now, first of all, Estonia winning through Estelao's grand final with Stefan with his country in western tinged number hope. Uh, I I say slightly tinged. Um, He's there. He's got a Stetson. He's on stage with gunslingers. There's that little whistling in the background. It's it's Riders in the Sky from Johnny Cash. Um, But it's not. It's just in the style. You can be in the style of something and it's not played. Yeah, you get the idea. Anyway, 50-50 jury and tally vote there determined the super vinyl of three performers out of the ten who had qualified. So Elisa, minimal win featuring Elizabeth Tiffany and Stefan making it through there. They went forward to round two, which was a head-to-head-to-head of 100% tally vote. And Stefan, as mentioned, and his Stetson getting through, ten ran. Over in Latvia at Supernova, when City Zeni released their song for Latvia's national final, the double entendre nature of Eat Your Salad showed up in the second line of the song and launched a million memes everywhere else. Surely this this wasn't going to go all the way. Yep, narrator's voice. It went all the way. So yes, topping the televote and the jury vote. Cities any are going to be flying the flag for Latvia. Stand by for some judicious ducking from broadcasters around the continent and beyond on the soundboard when we get to thoughts points in the song. Uh, Eleven ran. Lithuania following the Roop's uh, second two years running win at Let's Try Again for 2020 and 2021. Lithuania's third go-round in this national final format has been won by Monica Liu. She'll be taking the song Sentimentai to Turin, and after many years entering various Lithuanian national finals, she finally topped the televote and the jury vote. Clean sweep for this song there. It's also going to be the first song totally sung in Lithuanian. Uh, Scamp's entry in 2001 did have Lithuanian lyrics, but it was mixed in with English lyrics as well. Eight ran. Uh, now, we did have a winner uh, in Ukraine's national final vid beer, uh, Alina Pash and the song Shadows of Forgotten Ancestors. 
yet. Alina Pash and the Ukrainian broadcaster released a joint statement later in the week that Pash would not be representing Ukraine at the Eurovision Song Contest. It's an issue wrapped up heavily in the ongoing tensions between Russia and Ukraine, as well as the annexation of Crimea and paperwork. And it's not the first time that these issues have impacted the contest. Fenor Russell has taken a look at the history of Russia and Ukraine and how their political moves are reflected in the song contest back at the website. Uh, it does cast a long shadow over everything, so it's all there, ESCinsight.com. Nevertheless, we're still waiting to find out what Ukraine's song will actually be. B. According to the rules, broadcaster UAPBC may now select any of the songs that reach the Vidbir National Final. It's been offered to a Kalush Orchestra, who finished in second place. Seems like the fairest way to do it. And we're awaiting news from the band and the broadcaster. So you can pencil in Kalush Orchestra in there, but we'll wait to see how long it takes to ink there. Eight ran. Okay, uh, intermediate rounds. Uh, well, first of all, Malta and San Marino were slap bang in the middle of those events. It's three nights at Malta Eurovision uh, with just four eliminated out of the 20 before Saturday's big show. And whatever's going on at San Marino, which is glorious to watch, by the way, uh, we will have the full results from those shows next week. Norway's MGP saw the doubleheader second chance round. Uh, 12 non-qualifiers were in last Monday's show to find four artists for the sort of four-way and then two-way duel on the Saturday show that's just passed. Maria Ola and Kim Vigard were eliminated. Uh, it was a block of four uh, and they were looking for the top two to go and do their own gold duel to get that final ticket through. Uh, Trollfest lost out in that gold duel to Maria Mon. So Maria picks up the final ticket to this Saturday's grand final in Norway. 12 ran, then four ran again, then two ran again. So 12 and four and two. And there's mathematical formula in there somewhere. Over in Romania, not much calling going on here. The second semi-final saw uh, 10 places up for grabs for the grand final on March the 5th. I suppose 20 ran. It does mean there's a lot there, but you still got 20 to run in the grand final there as well. So it's a big, big show going on. Slovenia saw six more qualifiers through to the EMA final, which is happening this weekend. Uh, Gusti, uh, Leilene, LPS, Annabelle, Be Cool and Houtman all making it through. Be Cool have tried numerous times to represent their country, so very much the, the established maybe it's this year at going through, so they're in the mix once more. And as with last week's show, the two entrants who came through the newcomers contest, EMA Fress, they've qualified for the final as well. That's four from four from the newcomers contest so there's a still a potential fairy tale in there from slovenia 10 ran and finally sweden uh melody festival's new way of presenting the votes means that first of all uh, you get one round where all seven songs are voted on and whoever is top at that section gets a ticket direct to the final that one this year was lamo uh, and the next round the six performers will continue to fight out to get top of those ones, John Lundvik uh, took the top spot there, takes a second ticket direct through to the final. Alvaro Estrella and Tone Sekulius were the next two, uh, and they are heading to the semi-final. Don't call it a second chance. Andrew Shanson's right. It definitely isn't that. Seven ran. <laughs> Okay, two bits of country news here. As I said, it's mostly in the results, but we'll start with France. Uh, as promised, uh, France 2 from the French Broadcasters Channel has confirmed the artist and released the songs 
for its national final, Eurovision France Sevrique Décidé. The format follows last year, which delivered a second place for Barbara Pravi, who will be hoping to go one step further uh, this year. That's France, not Barbara. She's not entering this year. Uh, so what happens is you're going to get the 12 acts on the night. There'd be a 100% tally vote to find the top seven songs from the public. The jury will then choose one of the remaining songs as a wild card, uh, which will take eight of the performers into round two, which then is a 50-50 vote to find the eventual winner. As well as the national final, each performer is going to pick up their own episode of a primetime show, Eurovision France, The Finalists, which uh, basically profiles the artists, gets a look at them, talks about the songs, starts daily from February the 21st and runs right up through to the broadcast of the final. Uh, also in the country news here, we should point out Germany. Following last week's reveal of the six songs for their national selection, fans who were expecting Eskimo Cowboy song Pump It uh, not only were disappointed that it hadn't been selected, but also opened up a petition to ask for them to be included in the final selection process. Anyway, presumably going from six up to seven. Uh, that signature drew something like 100,000 signatures, uh, and broadcaster NDR has acknowledged it, um, but has also noted that there was internal discussion about what to do, but the decision is that they will stand behind the selection jury's decision. There's no wild card entry for Eskimo Cowboy, so we're going to stay at just the six finalists for Germany's selection. <laughs> Okay, what have we got looking around the community just now? Uh, we've got a bundle of articles up on the website this week, ESCinsight.com. Uh, probably the ones to lift out there, the, the main one, of course, is our look at Russia and Ukraine and how the politics of uh, their conflicts is reflected on the stage in the song contest as well. Our guide to Melody Festival Island also available, so you can mark out everything that's going on and those questions that you want to ask, well, We've got the answers for you as well, esinsight.com. We're doing song reviews as well every week uh, on from Melody Festival. And again, they're on Patreon, patreon.com slash esinsight, but they're open access, so everybody can go there and read them and maybe think about supporting us when you get there as well. In terms of dates for your diary, well, there's nothing midweek, so it's this Saturday, wait, then next Saturday. This Saturday... 19th of February, uh, we have the grand final in Croatia, in Slovenia, in Malta, in Norway, in Poland, and San Marino, uh, and also the third heat, Sweden's Melody Festival as well. Nothing midweek, so we'll just look ahead next Saturday the 26th. It's the Australian national final, but thanks to the time difference, it's actually on a Saturday morning here in Europe, so you can watch Eurovision over breakfast, have a little sleep and get over that and get back up again for the national final in Finland, UMK, the first heat in Iceland and the fourth heat in Sweden. That's next Saturday, the 26th. Um, once all the songs are done, of course, the preview parties and concerts kick off. Barcelona, you know, March the 26th. Uh, over in Madrid, it's the Eurovision Spain pre-party on April the 15th and 16th. And the London Eurovision party will be returning as well. It's taking place on April the 3rd. No, yet de no details yet on the guests, the tickets or the venue. The traditional venue of Café de Paris had to close during lockdown due to the harsh economic realities that much of the hospitality industry has been suffering from so we're awaiting a venue announcement there as well and we, we presume given it's the London Eurovision party it's still going to be 
in London. Um, other than that, of course, Tuesday 10th, Thursday 12th, Saturday the 14th of May for the big show uh, of the Eurovision Song Contest. But there's a lot to get through, a lot of news, a lot of songs, a lot of music, a lot of reviews to get through before we get to Turin. And we'll bring that all to you here on the podcast. www.escinsight.com. Your links, your likes, your shares, your loves, uh, your subscribes and all of that. Uh, welcome on the internet. We thank you all very much for that. But for now, stay safe. Watch out for the storm winds and cue the guitars. The ESC Insight News podcast this week was hosted by Ewan Spence, written by Ewan Spence and the team at ESC Insight. www.escinsight.com, patreon.com slash ESC Insight. Thanks for listening.